I thought hot cross buns were an Australian food. Damn, for five dollars, these have lasted me like five years. You know, I just love sugar. A girthier slab of cheese and my recommended serving of cheese. Yeah, tiny cookies are an Australian thing. This man is holding back this food. Vegemite is made with the sacrifices of small children um, who are brutally crushed up <laughs> um, and fed into a grinder. Alright, so what I brought this week was um, a fun little activity because uh, I don't know if you saw the Ed Sheeran news that came out recently. Um, oh, yes. I, I was wondering if you'd have thoughts on this, but I also know you don't follow pop music too much. Do you want to tell um, me your thoughts on this or do you want to just get into the activity? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't actually read the articles, but I think um, like it's pretty clear uh like i'm gonna be on the side of the like that you can't really copyright an idea you can copyright like a work and like uh a process but i think you can't really say oh this these four notes in this particular thing is like my work and and two words Hmm? yeah yeah And, and two words yeah 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 yeah, so no, I don't no. I, like I don't know the specifics of the case. Like I haven't really followed the case that strongly, um, but I think, I mean, I'm of the opinion that copyright laws, as they stand, are too strict anyway. Um, like I anyway, this is boring like technical see... stuff. Give me this. Give me the fun, funky, fresh activities. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I was just gonna. I've, I so I I it came up on my newsfeed with the Wall Street Journal article and then i thought you we could just go Wall through Street the comments Journal? and we could just see um uh we could just read out some fun comments <laughs> and and discuss I, them i can very much get around this um <laughs> i want to make fun some of you hot takes in the here. can i can i f- make fun of you for a bit longer for following the wall street journal uh, i don't follow the wall street <laughs> journal i don't know why i think it was recommended to me because of the music stuff but i don't i don't follow it see uh, my like button is unclicked that good. You're still a, you're still you're still a, a common man. Oh, I yeah. can zoom in and zoom out. <laughs> I can't afford the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> oh, Mart- J. A. Martinez has um <laughs> a very hot take. A, this was the one very- I wanted to start with. This is because this is what gave me the idea for this segment. <laughs> can you give me this in your one of your classic like fake voices? Sure. <clears throat> the problem is not the artist. The problem lies in music theory itself. Since the dawn of classical music theory, there have been only 12 major chords up to this day. Theoretically, all songs are copies or inspirations of someone's earlier work, knowingly or unknowingly. For the past 600 years or more, music theory has remained the same. Much earlier, in fact, if you consider the music theories of Guido del Arenzo, People who play an instrument will know this as fact. There are many songs that say similar chord progressions, not because of plagiarism, but because it follows basic foundations of music theory. What I appreciate was that uh, Martinez um, went from like a, a uh, like like a nasally snotty American to um, uh, Italian. Yeah, <laughs> halfway through. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like when you when you do a fake accent, there's a word that you can like pull as your trigger for that accent. Like I like to, there's like a few words that are really like Cockney and Londoner. Are like a Londoner is a good trigger for a Cockney accent, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and you for the Italian accent is clearly Guido Tarezzo. I've I've been playing um, Assassin's Creed 2 recently, which is set in uh, Renaissance Italy. Um, that might be coming up on a BFG's segment at some point. But um, Oh, we haven't had a BFG in a while. No, but um, every time, like now I just kind of speak, like I'm just like, Ezio, Adetole, da Firenze. You know, like I just like... <laughs> <laughs> it's just been it's just been shouting its his name the whole the whole way <laughs> leonardo my friend <laughs> make me a new blade <laughs> this is this reminds you of i feel like this happens recently frequently but i specifically remember one night we were, when we were in the peaks we walked past this italian restaurant and two of my friends started riffing back and forth with like all these different Italian words. And me and Andrew were both there like, pizza. <laughs> okay, so let's, Martinez, J-A. Do we want to guess what J-A stands for? Uh, there's so um, many things it could be. <laughs> can, we, can, we, can we say it's judgy asshole? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was you. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm judging asshole. Oh, yeah, sorry, um, you're the judge of the asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the. It's Maybe the, that's it's, what JA stands be... for. It's like a JD, you know, so it's like Martinez, Can comma. I get a JA at the end of my name? <laughs> yeah. Matthew Blacker, <laughs> comma, JA. <laughs> <laughs> to add to the. I, I, I mean, this is my working theory is that, like, at the. At the end of June, I'm going to have a second little acronym at the end of my name. And none of them are going to make sense to anyone because it's going to be PHB, then MAST, which are both like niche degrees that only specific unis give out. That's true. But like eventually so should... you'll have one that just trumps them all. So no one, no one will care true. about the other two. <laughs> true. I'll, I'll have a pretty hairy donkey. Um... <laughs> that sounds like a euphemism. Let's <laughs> <not> go there. <laughs> <laughs> Could be worse. I could have said a pretty huge donkey. Um, <laughs> anyway. Anyway, uh, Martinez, um, his comment. Also, uh, uh, I want to say, like, I'm not an expert in this subject area, by the way, but... Um, in okay. music theory. You are literally an expert in music theory. Uh, okay. That, no, that's true. I meant more specifically the copyright <laughs> the copyright area. Um, also, I wouldn't say I'm an expert in music theory. Like, I've, I've trained in it for sure, but I, I'm not like a... a an expert in it by any means, but I do You're well use versed. It more than most people. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm an expert in physics. Yeah. I would say I'm well versed. Yeah, All right, you're well versed in music theory. Yes, and and also quite familiar with copyright law. Uh somewhat. It's a it's a it's like a hobby area for me, I guess. Anyway, to 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 quote um the uh. Hercules Mulligan in Hamilton, um, uh, that little thing where he says, tear this dude apart. Um, well, I thought this was this was interesting because uh, it, it's kind of similar to a lot of comments on here that um, like uh, music theory and especially pop music is just all the same. And so that's why uh, it's impossible to um, like sue anyone for anything because 
uh, all songs are copies, uh, as as Martina says, which I, I think is a, a very unhelpful description of the situation um, because it's quite basic and I think just kind of ignores all of the complexities that exist within music theory. Um, so for, for instance, I'll, I'll just go through the, the, the whole thing. Uh, there have only been 12 major chords since the dawn of classical music theory. Like that's technically true because there are 12 major chords, but they're not the only thing that's used in music, right? You've also got minor chords, you've, also got, minor you've got chords? seventh chords, you've got all these like kind of other stuff. So to say there's only 12 uh, like until now, like it's just like it's technically correct in that they said 12 major chords, but it's not uh, actually uh, demonstrative of what music theory is like. There's not only 12 things that people are using, and even within those 12, you've got inversions, so that's a different way of structuring the chord. So you might have the typical one is kind of um, uh, a uh, the the gaps between the notes, but you can have uh, say for C major one three five is or not even C major any any scale one three five is your tonic chord. That's the scale degrees one three and five. If you do three five one, you've got a bigger gap between the five and the one now, which means uh, it, it will sound different when you play it on a piano. Um, often serves the same function, but it sounds different enough. To the ear so uh to say there's only 12 major chords is just uh well technically true but wrong um <laughs> and uh the other thing that caught my eye for the past 600 years or more music theory has remained the same uh which is not true at all and it's uh, if you've studied music you know this this isn't true because i, I mean listen to anything from the 20th century and listen to something from medieval times and it sounds very different. I don't know how uh, you can my, say like it's been the same for the past 600 years. My main thought was going to be um, this Martinez guy is going to be really upset when he finds out there's only 26 letters in the English alphabet. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's kind of it, right? It's like, it's like, his, there's his only comment is not original. Letters. Yeah. <laughs> For the past 600 years, English has remained the same. Uh, even earlier, if you consider Latin to be like the precursor. <laughs> so really, um, you know, every single book that gets written has been copied from somewhere else. <laughs> there is, you know, there is. I can true. guarantee you. We we talked earlier about not being able to name listeners off the top of our head, but there is some smart-ass listener who's like, "Oh well, there's only seven stories." <laughs> so, um, shout out to you if that's you. Um, we love you regardless. Um, yeah, I th I think it is interesting because uh, there are uh, thought in music theory that um i say thoughts uh, like kind of theorems i think you mean thoughts sorry <laughs> paradigms um that paradigm that That's music theory uh is always based on a kind of similar progression just at it depends what level you look at it so but on a macro kind of very zoomed out level uh there's a, a train of thought that everything from the romantic era which ends in 1900 before that um follows a uh two five one kind of progression which is three blind mice basically 
if you think of three blind mice uh, and you sing that through, that's the kind of theory that... How does three blind mice go? I don't three actually know if I ever saw... That's isn't that whole cross bumps? Yeah, it's probably this. Yeah, it's the same tune. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Did hot cross buns steal from three blind mice? (laughs) Um, Which came first, the mice, the the mice, the bun? um, But Um, and if you look at say Beethoven and Bach, my brain just went anacondas like both buns and mice. Little Nicki Minaj reference to you there. (laughs) Um, that that's all the same, but. That's been challenged recently. Beethoven well. steal from three blind mice. <laughs> um, so I don't really think that's that's true. I, I think it's it's probably true that there's definitely chord progressions that people like to use and that they enjoy using, but that's not copying. You know what I mean? That's just uh, anything that you can. That's just knowing what sounds good and using it. Yeah. Sorry, I just got distracted because I heard the sound of seagulls and I still like I'm not near the seat, but So yeah, uh, yeah. No, I, do you have I any agree. do you have any thoughts you wanna you wanna bring up? No, I I I, I largely agree with you. <laughs> um I the other thing is that I think like um different musical instruments, I think that's also like a cool thing about music is that like um the fact that you're having new instruments being invented or uh, like the advent of electronic aspects to music means that you, and then also like how you uh, edit and refine the musical sounds means that you can play the same notes, but they can sound different, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And we're, and we're getting to a point in uh, art music as well. I'm from an art music background for the listeners. If you don't, if you didn't already know that, but um, I didn't actually. <laughs> What's art, the difference between an art music background and a different music background? Uh, well, so like um, pop music is is uh, kind of self-explanatory. Art music is, I guess, more the... Um, I think you mean music. <laughs> um, <laughs> art music, I guess, is the continuation of uh, uh, the uh, classical music tradition. Um, okay, yeah, yeah that's my background but not it's a very broad term obviously um uh, i lost my train of thought what was i gonna say oh in art music um there's even things like microtones so um something that's like not quite a c but you know it's not a c sharp either it's somewhere in between a c and 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 a sharp c um which is really interesting as well so you got kind of instead of semitones you've got quarter tones and even eighth tones so these kind of very small subtle differences um but uh jacob coley has kind of done a lot of work in that area he's uh, a bit of a crossover i would say between art music and not really pop music but jazz kind of area and i would say that the presence of the microtones is great for um people like me who pretend they can sing but they actually can't because then you can be like oh i was just going for i no i wasn't going for a c i was going for a microtone below c yeah (laughs) (laughs) this is um uh this is why choirs um can be really good and why you don't actually want a choir to sing perfectly in tune the whole time because part of what makes a big choir so good is that everyone is actually oh. not quite singing the right note. They're slightly above and below it, which adds to this depth of sound oh. that isn't, isn't clashing to the ear because it's not 
it's not a big enough gap, but it's small enough that you get all this kind of this large yeah. from the one note. Yeah. That's why you and I can sing in choirs. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's why like choirs are very good amateur ensembles because uh, you actually kind of get a bit more from them when everyone's slightly out of tune with each other. That's so clever. Oh, that makes, you know, all I can think of right now is that is, I think it's the, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get this wrong. It's either, I think it's cut and drop. And it's the, it's a big bad, very big ass. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a beer. So yeah. <laughs> it's a beer and it's the like 1,500 people making the beer. <laughs> That's why you can get 1,500 blokes in a field singing and it can sound good. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. All right. Who, we, who, are we, who else are we going to take pot shots at um, when they can't defend themselves? Well, there weren't that many others. There, there were a few in here that I'll, ju- I'll just summarize rather than finding a specific comment, which was, uh, Ed Sheeran sucks, so um, it doesn't matter whether he won this lawsuit or not, which is just such a monumentally bad take that like, I, I really struggle. Um, hang on, where did I fail? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't care if his songs are original or not. He just sounds so mediocre. Um, like, <laughs> um, uh, that's like, that's like not, not as quite the same, but it's like it's, it's not as, as serious as the example I'm going to give, but it's like when people like, were like, oh, I don't care about the free, the free Britney thing when, because they're like, oh, who cares about Britney Spears? When that was like actually a really genuine issue about conservatorship and someone's human rights, right? Yeah. Um, just because you don't like, don't like what a person does doesn't yeah. mean like <laughs> they can't be arguing for something important legally. Yes. 100%. Actually, I did, it, I did earlier, like I, I, was being, I was being rude when I was like, yeah, Josh, let's not talk about the boring legal stuff. Let's get into the juicy game and like tear apart and, and see what your juicy game is. But I think it might, there actually might be some listeners who don't know the nuances of why this court case was important. So maybe like, we actually should, I'd like to apologize for past that, like his behavior. And let's maybe give a quick summary of why. Um, do, you wanna, do, you, do you wanna do that? Yes. Um, like I said, I haven't been following this too closely. So I'm literally just got, oh, I can't even read the full story. Um, but I believe it's because, so Ed Sheeran wrote um, Shape of You, and uh, then someone else has kind of come along and said, oh, there's this passage in our song that sounds similar to the passage in Ed Sheeran's song. Um, and so because yeah. Ed Sheeran kind of was influenced by this, whether he kind of did it subconsciously or deliberately, uh, we should be entitled to the royalties or some sort of payment because that's our property that he's used in his song now that's uh, yeah. very popular. Um, yeah, that's yeah. So I actually, the... I actually followed it a little bit more so I can... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. The, Please so jump the, in because I'm not too familiar with the exact details, yeah. but that was my understanding. So, because I was like, because I did actually read on, on this a little bit more because I was like, this seems like a dumb thing to be getting all the news. But the thing is, so yeah, it was like kind of like that. This guy's like, oh, I sent this guy some, my, I sent Ed's like a tweet, and we like technically they're like owned by the same guy. So, like, there's enough coincidences that he probably should have been aware of me. And basically, Sheeran, Sheeran was actually the one who took it to court because what often happens is that this kind of thing happens and then the people settle out of court because even if they know that they didn't copy, 
um, they're just like going through court is going to be too much effort. Whereas apparently Sheeran's thing and very expensive. Whereas Sheeran was like, uh, like, like, and I don't know where I come down, but the Sheeran's point was essentially, well, I have the money to, and I do have the capacity to take this to court. So for the sake of other artists, he's basically his, his stance was he's going to go to court um, and show that he didn't copy this and prove that he didn't copy this guy because there's been so many instances of people like artists in similar situations settling out of court, even though they didn't copy just because it's harder to go to court. And he was basically saying that there's become this toxic culture of people um, just settling out of court because they don't have the resources to go to court. Um, whereas his thing was like, well, actually, um, I do have the resources to go to court, so I'm going to go and prove that I didn't copy this guy. Mm. That's my understanding, essentially, mm. of, of, of what, what it was. Um, that's at least what Sheeran's stance on it was. I'm sure the other guy's stance was probably more like, uh, you stole my song. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's the that's that's the nuance i i think to, um mm, that's interesting although, i didn't I get, yeah i didn't know that that part of it yeah yeah at least that's what he said on like a video on his page being like this is why i did this um but maybe he just like deep down like, anyway like we can speculate all we want but that's the that's my understanding um yeah yeah so, which is which is interesting. Uh, yeah, I I mean I think like um, uh, it it does set a good precedent though I think. Um, okay. Because yeah. there's been there's been lots of cases like this, and as you've said, that kind of get settled out of court. Um, or mm. uh, there hasn't really been a ruling before, but it's always good when there mm. is a ruling because mm. then it kind of uh, you know what's up. You know, for future yeah, things. yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, because this is the thing, right? Because I suppose this is good to hear your opinion on that. Because I'd obviously heard what Sheeran had come out and said. Because it's kind of like I heard the news report, and then it was kind of like this seems like a lot of big deal about something. And then it was like, oh, Sheeran took it to court. Why did he take it to court? I was like, interesting. Okay, that's his take. So it's good to hear the take from someone who obviously knows a bit about the music industry, who can be like who can basically say whether or not what Sheeran is claiming is rubbish or not. And it sounds like it's not complete rubbish. Like it's actually like proper. Yeah. 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 yeah I agree. Like, uh, yeah. you know, I think it's uh, like the privilege in the music industry is, is a very strong thing in that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Sheeran has uh, a bigger name than most artists. And so is probably also going to get away with a little bit more, you would think mm. because of his big name. Um, whereas if this was, uh, I don't know, uh, me, let's say I wrote something and then someone was like, oh, that sounds like my thing. Like, I don't know if you wouldn't be able I would, to take I would, it to court. Yeah. Uh, like, a, well, like, I probably wouldn't be able to take it to court to begin with. But let's say I do like, um, uh, and, and it goes through, uh, et cetera. Um, and then, uh, like whether the judge would agree in my favor, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I guess uh, you know. Yeah. You, you like to think that that they would, but it's hard. It's hard to know how much that kind of like privilege does pay into it. Um, yeah, because if it was a smaller artist, it could have gone the other way potentially. Yeah, um, and so because that was the thing is like is trying to figure out is if is the issue 
small artists having their work stolen or is the issue people claiming that their work's been stolen when it actually hasn't and that having an impact on smaller artists? Um, and it sounds like that's almost it's it, it sounds like it's almost this is a case where it's easier to have the false claim that your work's been stolen. Yeah, probably. I, or, I mean, like, I think that's kind of where, like, with technology as well, you know, YouTube uh, is quite a big uh, player in this space because they yeah, send yeah. out all their copyright claims on behalf of companies, um, but they often get them wrong. You know what I mean? Like, there'll be... Yeah. Uh, and there's no... There's no... um, There's no nuance with it because it's just a computer program so you actually yeah. can't post anything by the beatles on youtube whether that's song or video um even if you're deconstructing that for educational purposes which is allowed under fair use uh you're yeah. not allowed to do it because it's just an automatic no you can't use it yeah yeah interesting okay yeah no, I, okay. So it sounds like it's I like an important development in this in this space. Mm. Um, we've kind of bounced back and forth, but I think we've gone, we've managed to hit a balance of both interesting analysis and also making fun of Justin Arsenal <laughs> Martinez. Yeah, um, um, I, I will say I think you touched on something as well that like uh, whether smaller artists are having are actually having their work stolen and then like. You know, now this case is like, no, you can't actually do that. But I, I think it's more nuanced than that. Like, I don't think it's like, okay. Uh, again, it's kind of like if uh, a, a a small artist writes something and Ed Sheeran releases that song as a cover but says it's an original. Um, yeah. Then, like, the small artist still has a claim to that and that's still going to go through and get awarded in their favor because it's such, it's so clearly that, uh, that's going to be so clearly obvious with all the evidence that they that they have. Yeah. Uh, whereas it's like these cases that that uh, Sheeran's kind of talking about, and that this one was about was, um, all right. Here's four bars that sound kind of similar or use a similar uh, kind of melody or 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 underlying rhythm or whatever it is, uh, underlying chord structure a sequence. Um, and that's just a lot harder to say, well, did they copy? The-? I mean, like, how do you even say whether that's being copied or whether someone came up with that? And even if it was copied, if it's such a small part of the song, does it matter? Like, it, it, can you really yeah. make the argument that, um, like, your work was was stolen in that case? Like, I don't know. Like, like because because if, if you, you know, if I listen to an Ed Sheeran song and I go, oh, that, like, a uh, little bit of the melody there. I really like that. I'm going to use that in one of my songs. But like the everything that's surrounding it is new and original. Um, and it's just that kind of one thing. Like I haven't really copied Ed Sheeran there. I've just kind of gone, that's an interesting way that he's done that. I'd like to do something similar. Yeah. Yeah. You know what do I mean? You- it's more about like looking at the technique and going, that's a cool technique that he's used there. Do you think that the people who this case will mean that people who have genuinely copied from other people will be able to like? Do you think there's a risk of this case harming artists who have had this work stolen? 
it's going to depend on on how much of it is stolen. Um, yeah. And like, I think, I think what this does do is it kind of means only the like ones where it is actually obvious that a particular passage has been copied or used yeah. um, is going to go through. Um, and I think yeah. that's kind of fair enough, I think, because it essentially levels the playing field a bit. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like, yeah. uh, all right, well, now everyone knows where that line is. So it's kind yeah. of like, uh, even if you go, okay, um, you know, like it's it's such a nuanced topic, but even if, if you go, okay, yep, Ed Sheeran stole this thing. It's kind of like, okay, well, it's acceptable to steal that amount of something uh, because as long as you yeah. do, like, the, the as long as everything surrounding it is fine. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, yeah, yeah. then everyone's kind of on the same page. Whereas before it was like, is that acceptable? I don't know. Uh, we've never figured out. So whether what's that's more important allowed. is it defines a it defines a line essentially in culture. Yeah. Like it, it's a it's this kind of it's this gray area that has existed in copyright law, and this now sets a precedent that like um, other cases can draw on it. It kind of sets like a clear line. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So yeah, overall, well, I, I think, think it's, I it's a good thing. I think, you know, there probably yeah. are going to be cases where it could go uh, against someone, but I think that's going to be the case either way. You know what I mean? Like if it was, and I think it's probably more harmful for it to go the other way and say, no, now you can't use that, you know, however much it is. Like it's not even using it. Like I, I feel like, I feel like I should say, I, I, don't, I don't feel like that's the right, vocabulary for me to be using here because it's not like Ed Sheeran did deliberately go and take that yeah. and put it in the song. You know what I mean? So like my, the, the way that I'm using use there probably isn't yeah. actually describing the situation properly. Um, yeah. That's yeah. okay. I, like I get what you're trying to say. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. It's more like, I guess, I guess if someone writes something and it sounds similar to someone else, it's going, oh, okay, they, they sound similar, but like, so be it. <laughs> you know, like it's not, yeah, it's not, yeah. It's not as, as long as it's not directly copied, then it's kind of okay. It's like in research how someone can publish a paper with a similar idea to me, but um, like if they're not copying my research, like there's, like it's, that's okay, you know, yeah. as long as they, I suppose with the, the difference with research is that you can reference things. So yeah. like you can be like, and I, and I like mean, you often um, read in a paper. Yeah. Uh, but that, that kind of exists in music as well. Like you can, um, uh, you can reference people in a sense in uh, the scores and who gets royalties from the song and that sort of thing. Um, and so, yeah. uh, and that can actually be used to demonstrate a kind of lineage. So um, an interesting thing with Hamilton is that, um, Lin Manuel Miranda used a lot of hip hop elements in 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 the in the score. Um, yeah. A lot of callbacks to kind of classic hip hop tracks that he really enjoyed and really loves um, and has done. And so, but for all of those little callbacks that he has, they're so small that they no one would say, um, "Oh, you like copied that." But for him, it was really important that he kind of put this lineage into his work so that. 
um yeah if you're kind of following it you can go oh okay so this is from this is from there and this is from there and so uh in the score for hamilton it has all the kind of uh different things that have been quoted from um past hip-hop tracks and that means that the uh uh, those creators either got paid out for that use or they get royalties from those performances. That's, that's, I think that's really good as well. Cause it's like, again, going the research analog, like I've been doing a lot of reading and writing like my essay at the moment. And it means that like, so this is one paper that I was spending a lot of time looking at. And one of the things I was like is, and when I'm reading this paper and paper rounds, I'm like trying to figure out because it's, it is kind of like a, it's like it's a paper from 20 years ago that like is like in a somewhat niche field and it's kind of like what's like how can i figure out like the perception of this bit of research and what you can do is like you can see the articles that cite that article right Mm -hmm. and i suppose you could then also see like and it's again that thing of lineage right like you can see like through citations in research you can see like the story of particular ideas and you can say the same see the same thing in music like seeing what musical works one musical work sites and then other things that it cites and stuff like that yeah. like you can paint this like family tree of literature yeah absolutely that's pretty cool i'm sorry family tree of music with what i was trying to say i got the yeah i got the analog <laughs> and the uh the actual thing of interest muddled how do we manage to draw it back to hamilton um the, I, part, the that's also that's also <laughs> I made that Hamilton reference earlier ago when I said yeah, um, <laughs> tear this true. guy apart. <laughs> Very nice. It's all come full circle. Why do you like green? <laughs> You're recording. Yeah. <laughs> this is like a little surprise prank. Like it's like hidden camera. I occasionally look up, I see the red light, it's like, it's there. And well, yeah, you know, I thought, you know, it's a little interesting discussion point. <laughs> I just think it's like fun to have more colors in your wardrobe, and green is a color that I think suits me. Yeah, because yeah. I have green green eyes. Like it kind of like works. The green shirt works. Like you know, I got a shirt. I got a shirt at the end. Of, hang on, I'll show you this shirt. Okay. I'm so ready. I can see a couple of fun shirts in your wardrobe. Actually, are you about to pull one? This is a shirt. He, pulling out one last of year. It's kind of like a brownie, kind of orangey Hawaiian. I think what you're looking for is maroon. Um and like. It's got like blue flowers on it, and I wouldn't it's think maroon, it works for me, but it actually does. It like suits me. I'm like surprised. Put it on. Check it on on top of your current shirt. Oh yeah, I can do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a Hawaiian shirt. I want to see this. Show well, me not, the it's shirt. Not really, it's not like a Hawaiian in the sense that it's Hawaiian, you know. But it's kind of like. This is a no. You know what this? This is a fun shirt Friday shirt. Yeah, exactly. And this it's is really actually soft as well. Like you can't, like you can't, like tell that through the camera, but like. It's so like it feels like a little bit like it feels like a summer shirt, you know. What I like about this is that it has it has multiple vibes. Like you could be a middle aged man on a holiday, you could be out for a drink with the lads, you could be a high school music teacher. Like, in fact, I can see you wearing that same shirt at several different phases in your life, and it working. Well, that's the that's the point, I think. Really, <laughs> you ever think about the fact that like. Because we're now grown up, you know, well. Well, that's a big call. <laughs> that's a big call. You know, it's like we're no longer growing, right? Like when you were younger, clothes would be transient because I don't know about you, but like I'd wear them for a few years and you'd grow out of them, you know? 
and then you'd like pass them on to someone else and you get someone else's like you know like clothes would kind of be transient like that you'd never have the same clothes for like too long but now we're at the age that because we're no longer getting older like the only reason we have to replace things in our wardrobe is if they get damaged you know i mean you don't even do that because you wear things that are damaged all the time (laughs) (laughs) i was literally thinking hmm did one of the green shirts that i really like yeah has all actually it's only it's only a couple of holes i'm glad that my mum doesn't see all the holes in the clothes that i wear but you know the thing about england is it's always sufficiently cold that you're wearing a jumper or a jacket Mm. and so i've realized that it doesn't matter if the things that you're wearing have holes in them if they're in areas that are covered by a jacket well maybe to you (laughs) no one can see them whatever you say (laughs) but i would know i would know and it would bother me personally from personal you know it's cool that it doesn't bother you but just for me i would go i know there's like a hole (laughs) oh wearing it you would be aware of the hole yeah i think it depends where the hole is like if it's in the armpit region you don't notice I have one shirt that I did stop wearing because it had a hole like right near my belly button. And just like my belly button bring out a feel like not even the fresh air, but the there was like only one layer of jumper between fresh air and my belly button. And it was just like that's 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 that that that's too much light of day for that for that's that, for that you know. The the belly button is like, you know, it's a I feel like it's a weak point of the body. Like if you think about it, like it's literally a bit of your body that is stitched together to to hold in right do you think about do you ever think about like that like the pop belly button full motion with the cutting of the umbilical cord uh a little bit yeah it's also like how how that little that little bit near your lip like that's that's where mm-hmm. your face was stitched together yeah what do you mean that was how it was stitched together as in like when like you... like when that's like so that little bump that's kind of right below your your nose in between the two yeah. nostrils that bit of skin is from when Oh, like your face forms in the womb and that's where yeah, it yeah. kind of like melds together. And I don't know, I'm always like, cause it's such a random little bit of like, you know what I mean? Like why, why is there a bump there? And then I look it up why and I'm like, oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that kind of, I think I think more about the umbilical cord cause it's like, it's when you're released from the body, <laughs> you know, like you were out in the, but isn't it connected? It's connected to the placenta, right? Yes. But like, there's definitely a biologist who knows the answer to this. In fact, Definitely my mother knows the answer to this, right? Um, so if she can, so mum will, like, if, even if we don't record, put the answer on air, like, mum can just let me know. But, like, if you think about it, right, it's, like, connected, like, you could just walk out, have a, could you just have a baby walking around carrying, carrying its placenta for a while? And then, because I think it eventually does drop off. Rather I haven't than, heard like, that. manually sniffing. That's, I don't know about that. Okay, but think about, like, you know, like, a thousand years ago, right? You get, like, a rusty spoon and like carve off the umbilical cord yeah just like Like, a rock you know just like a really sharp rock and they were just like hacking away (laughs) no what they do what they do is they tie they put they put the umbilical cord in a truck and then they hold the baby and then they just slowly accelerate the truck maybe they would like um bite it because like some people like eat their placentas you know i went to high school with someone who so for context, I went to a boy's high school i went to to high school who whose thing was that he really wanted to eat a placenta yeah, see what I mean? Like maybe like, you know, they'd just get whoever wanted to like from the tribe and they'd just come up and they'd like be like, all right, bite this off and then you get this for free. And they're like, okay. Well, I think it's often that the mothers eat the placenta is the thing. 
Yeah, well, maybe they, I don't know, maybe. Because it's full of nutrients, right? Like it's, it's literally keeping a human baby alive, right? Yeah. Um, it's probably good for you, other than the fact that it's kind of gross. <laughs> <laughs> Two blokes chat about childbirth. <laughs> I mean, when, you know, when you think about it, we're kind of always talking about childbirth. Really, we're always being born. That's know? true. We are constantly being born and reborn. We only ever th- we only ever th- like the reason we we set why do we set the time constraint on the time of birth being like you know those few minutes why doesn't it extend for like thirty five why doesn't it extend for like all the time except the like the two seconds before you die you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> look Josh's voice expression there summed up how I was feeling as I was extrapolating that idea I was like I did not enjoy this idea I think we I should say. I think we should move on <laughs> we should